I'm speaking with a concert violinist, a cellist, composer, string arranger, and studio musician, Christine Wu. Uh, Christine's talents on the violin have uh, made her a highly sought-after musician for composers. She can be seen regularly on hit shows such as American Idol, America's Got Talent, The Voice, and Dancing with the Stars, among others. Christine has also recorded with dozens of legendary musicians like Celine Dion, Bono, Peter Gabriel, uh, Justin Timberlake, and Barbara Streisand, just to name a few. Uh, her latest collaborator is composer Lauren Balfe, who has utilized her skills for many of his scores, including The Frozen Ground and Salinger. Uh, thanks so much for chatting today, Christine. Thank you very much. Uh, so, as a musician, what does music mean to you personally, and what led you to kind of branch off into film and TV music? What, what was the appeal there? Well, for me, I don't know life without music. I've been playing since I was a little kid. And I've listened to every kind of music. I've been feeding my head with everything from Mozart to Metallica since I was two years old. Opera, you know. So it's been a very interesting education. And I I mean, I think music changes everything. It changes your memories, your experience of the situation. You can go back and remember something you did because of the song that was playing then or a person that you used to listen with. So I think music really changes everything and it... It's such a deep part of our experience, you know, in life. Mm -hmm. So what what differences would you say are between, you know, you perform live as well as perform in a studio while you're recording. What, what, do, you, what do you think are the differences between a live performance and a recorded studio performance? Wow, well, that's an interesting question because both can be dangerous in a different type of way. I mean, oftentimes, especially with film, you know, we have a deadline and, We've got to get everything. I mean, it's a performance, mm -hmm. performing for the guys on the other side of the glass. It's got to be right the first time. So you're basically, it's the same on stage as being on stage. Almost, but, you know, there's so fewer eyes on you that it's even more intense. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that excitement of like, okay, time is money. We got to get this done. It's just really exciting. And when you have a lot of other musicians and you're on stage and you have an audience, it's almost more forgiving, but... But you, can, but you can't, you know, rewind and erase the things that you <laughs> mess up. Right. <laughs> Except, of course, that never happens to me. I, I'm a one-take wonder, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, but well, you've, you've worked with some prolific composers, uh, uh, one of which is Lauren Balfe, who is one of my favorites, and I actually just interviewed him a few days ago. Um, you've done several projects with Lauren now. Describe the working relationship with him. What's the typical back and forth between, you know, a featured musician and the composer who's writing the music? Well, Lauren gets into so many different kinds of composition. The typical would be hard to say because we've done video games together. We've done short films. We've done feature films. Typically, you know, we have a trusting, you know, a, a lot of trust now. So he'll, right. he'll tell me what he wants and he'll understand that I'll interpret it. You know, and sometimes he'll come back and say, well, it wasn't, you know, Either the director wants changes or I want changes, and we just get into the lab. It's, it's usually fast and furious, and, and it's fun. It's so much fun. I mean, his creativity it just comes flying out. So it's just a wild ride to work with him. Yeah, and uh, so as a as a musician performing, you know, kind of someone else's score, how do you add your own personal voice to the performance while still kind of following the direction of what the composer wants? Well. I've gotten to know what Lauren expects 
mm-hmm. you know. So I, I do my my way, but within the boundaries of what I know he likes. And then sometimes he'll ask me to do a solo and just to make something up. So then I certainly get to put my stamp on it. But sometimes the, the outline is very rough. And it's like, well, we want to use these notes and then make a kind of a cello solo out of it. But I'm left to my own devices as, how to, as to how to interpret that. So. Right. So do you, do you find that some composers are more open to interpretation and improvisation than others? And others are more strict in saying you have to follow kind of this way of doing it? Yes. And it works well either way. I mean, some people are very particular. And if they're clear about what they want particularly, then that's great. If they if they trust that something cool will happen, if I just am given some instructions and then do my own thing, that also works great. And uh, so do you, when you're a musician, do you know exactly what you're, you're playing to when performing on a score? Like, do, I mean, I know some, sometimes they put a, put it on a, on a screen, but sometimes I've been to recording sessions where they're just, so I don't, I, mean, I don't know if you, do you know what the scene is, what the character is doing and their motives? Or are you simply kind of relying on the composer or the conductor to extract the kind of emotional flow from you? I work in both situations. Uh, when we worked on Blackwood recently, we had the f- picture up the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think we had some of Frozen Ground. It depends how much of a hurry we're in. Sometimes we just go like, okay, let's go into the studio. We don't have time to put the picture up. You know, just roll. But it's really fun to see what we're describing. And di- With Blackwood, we made some things up and we had a really interesting system of, okay, we, we need this part to sound louder and louder and louder, like we put mutes on the cellos and we would watch the picture unfold and kind of change our sonic palette as we were watching, just as we were working. Mm-hmm. Totally unplanned. So that's very exciting, like, just to cook it up right here, you know? Right, just right in the moment, just kind of... Right in the moment, like, we're, this is happening now. And, uh... So now you you know you've you've composed and, and and performed for a lot of other composers, but you also have your own you know your composer as well. So have have you when you write music? You know, so have you have composed pieces for you've composed you have to compose pieces for other musicians as well, right? Uh, for other musicians, yes, and I collaborate and co-write with other musician composers. I've done some scoring for indie film, and actually when I write music and songs particularly. I envision them to be with video already, like on film, because I think that that's how people communicate these days. Right. You know, they really, they, they see video, they want to see video to understand the lyrics, to understand the music. So that's a reverse process, you know, as opposed to seeing picture and saying, how can I describe that? And, <clears throat> excuse me. And lead the viewer the way the director wants the viewer to be led to what's about to happen right. or not happen. Which is because, you know, I'm not a musician, so I, and when I write, uh, whether it be a screenplay or a short story or anything, it's always, uh, my images in my head are kind of born from score, and I think it's funny how score also kind of is born from images, kind of just like an ever-going ever cycle. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, because I know a lot of writers who write to music, which has nothing to do with maybe the music that ends up having anything to do with the writing, but just as an inspirational kind of vibe. So when so when you're composing music for say a, a film, what about the project uh, really inspires you as a writer and a storyteller? Do you really look at the characters? Do you look at the um, the setting, uh, the just the overall plot? What really speaks to pull the music out of you the most? Um, 
you know, there's a whole recipe, I think, involved. The cinematography, mm-hmm. the characters, the sort of freedom that I might expect to be given by the director, you know, the sonic palette that they're expecting, you know, if we kind of are seeing, if we're on the same page as for where the hit points should be and what type of music goes with the characters, right. kind of seeing it the same way, then then we're already off to a good start no matter what kind of film it is. So does does being a performer and a musician yourself make, because I know a lot of composers who, you know, they can write music for other instruments, but you being you know, so versatile as a musician, does it make, does being a performer make it easier to communicate to other performers and and musicians and embrace their styles when you write for them? Yeah, for sure. And I also like to give people the freedom just to say, hey, I'd really like to have some guitar on this or some piano on this, Mm -hmm. you know, come do your thing and and not have to write for them. I mean, I like working with musicians and not forcing, forcing them to do things. Right. And I, in my level of composition so far, you know, my budget doesn't allow me to hire a room full of 80 people. So I have the freedom to to kind of experiment and keep it small and keep it partly synth and do a lot of the performances myself. Right, right. Because I play a lot of instruments. But I like to keep it all real. I don't want to put a fake French horn. I'm either going to call the guy or there's not going to be French horns. And uh, so, and, and it seems you can really... And just in general, you can adapt almost any instrument to any any genre or style of music, and that and that kind of comes through experimentation. But as a, as a violinist, uh, what genres of music do you absolutely love to play for? Oh, I mean, wow! <laughs> like your favorite genre? Like what 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 do you love to to play for? I mean. I don't even know where to start because there's so many amazing, fun experiences where you just get to let it rip. Like, I'm about to do the League of Legends, and we did the Video Game Awards, actually, with Lauren Balfe. Right, he wrote yeah. some cello solos for that. And so we're kind of in front of the cameras, but also a live audience playing this like, epic music, and it's you know electric, and it's live, and it's loud. And the League of Legends thing will be like that, too. It'll be with you know, big drums everywhere and a huge stadium full of people. I mean, I love that kind of energy. Well, well, Christine, uh, that's been such a, an awesome and informative chat. Uh, thank you so much for, for talking and sharing about your work. Uh, you're truly a very wonderful talent and voice in the industry, so congratulations on everything. And I just love hearing your collaborations and your solo work, and I can't, can't wait to hear more, so thank you so much. Thank you very much.